Welcome to episode 236 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV series, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we talk about it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined here for the first episode of 2023 by Kyle Springer. Yes, hello. Happy 2023. Uh, Man, I'm trying to get back into the groove of podcasting Mm -hmm. again. It's been a couple weeks. I almost didn't hit record at the start of the year. (laughs) Uh, But here we are. I am excited to be back. It's good. How was your break? It was nice. Got to see some family. Got to uh, watch a lot of movies. I spent the cool. last good. couple of weeks of the year cramming in a bunch of 2022 movies. I wanted to make sure I got to so that I could make a pretty comprehensive best of 2022 list. Okay. Uh, and there's okay. still stuff I missed and I still have to catch up on. There's so many good movies nowadays. I, I, I have a quick hot take. Right. Uh, I, I, I think it's a hot take. Maybe it's not. Who knows? I finally caught up. I saw Venom 2 and then I watched Morbius. Uh-huh. My, hot t- 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 my hot take is that I actually liked Morbius more than I liked Venom 2. Interesting. I, yeah. I just heard. I, I think they're both terrible still, but I liked that <laughs> one better. <laughs> I, I just listened to the episode of How Did This Get Made on Morbius uh-huh. and those hosts did like the movie more than i expected they're like it doesn't make any sense but it's a fine watch and sure i had a lot of fun (laughs) with venom 2 i i liked that venom 2 chose to go for things that were more fun like there's more like actual fun in that movie there's more jokes there's more preposterous things happening than in the first one it's like a tight 90 minutes I love a I love a movie that owns being over three hours long, but I also love a movie that owns being ninety minutes. And I was happy to see that in Venom too. Let there be carnage. Anyways, that's what I caught up with, and I just had to say <laughs> something about that. So there you go. But we're not here to talk about all of that stuff. We are here to talk about the first three John Wick movies. Yes, Melissa, you were the one that uh, pitched these for us to start the year off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our tradition. Uh, we spend our holiday break. We take a couple weeks off at the end of the year, beginning of the year, every year. And it's been our tradition most of the time we've done this to watch an entire movie franchise. Like yep. we've watched all the Mission Impossibles, all the Matrix, uh, all of the Daniel Craig, James Bonds to date so that we were prepared to see No Time to Die, the fifth and final one when that mm-hmm. came out. And this year we look. I was it was my turn to do the pitches. So I looked at franchises that are having a new movie come out in 2023. So I pitched to you all the Fast and Furiouses, all the Indiana Joneses, or all the John Wicks, and you picked Mr. Wick. I had to go with John Wick. Yeah, in Indiana Jones, I love. They're all great films. Uh, that well. Not, I guess not all of them, but um, the, I, I, I'm, I'm just not as excited about that in mm. that new Indiana Jones one. I'm sure I'll go see it. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Not as super excited. 
I've really wanted to get Fast and the Furious on the podcast somehow, some way. More on that in just a yes. tech. But I thought doing all nine current movies mm. in one episode mm. might be a little tough. To, yes. to like, there's not. You have to be like, all right, one sentence on each movie. What do you want to go <laughs> right? Um, so I felt like John Wick was a good fit. Uh, and it's also a series of films that I have not seen yet. Well, mm-hmm. had not seen yet. Uh, so it was one that's like, this will be completely new. So let's go with that one. John Wick. Here we are. Mm-hmm. It's also a nice bit of symmetry in that The Matrix is how we opened last year. So here we are back yeah. again with Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne. Indeed. Indeed. Um yeah, so I'm I'm excited to talk about these. Like I said, I had not seen these before. It was something I missed that first one. And then because I did, by the time the second one came out, I was just like, well, I'm behind now. And I, oh, well. I'm How just can behind. I ever be expected to catch <laughs> right? up on a single movie in time to see I the know. next movie? If it's so much had- work the technology right at <laughs> uh, at our fingertips to like watch this on some service or something where you could like stream movies or rent mm. them oh well <laughs> Kyle, where where did you watch these films because i uh my dad owns all of them so i was able to watch ah. them on beautiful blu-ray discs they are on hbo max oh nice yes uh all three of them are on hbo max that's where i watched them uh, from the comfort of my own home, right in my living room. Mm-hmm, me as well. I was also comforted in my living room and, and in my parents' <laughs> living room. My dad and I started watching these together a couple months ago. And we had to watch them at times when mom was not in the house. Like I'd go over to my parents' house to do laundry or whatever. And mom would leave for something. And it's like, now is our chance to watch a very <laughs> violent action movie. So I had seen the first two and we hadn't yet gotten to the third one when I gave you this mm. pitch. Uh, so now I've seen three and then I went back and I rewatched all of them. Like I watched okay. number two with the commentary uh, oh, and nice. I watched a lot of the bonus features because I think the making of these films is is fascinating and one of the most impressive things about it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys out there listening to this are unlike me and had already seen these, if not most of them. Um, so, you know, yeah, the, the John Wick films are fantastic. They're action packed. They look gorgeous. The lighting mm-hmm. in them is always stellar. Uh, and you know me, I'm a sucker for all kinds of like different color RGB yes. neon <laughs> lights. Uh, so, I, yeah, like I despite not having seen them, it was always a series that I was like, man, I I know that I'm going to like these movies like it just seems like something I would enjoy. Uh, and I did now that I've watched them all. I liked them. I enjoyed them a lot. Uh, I have to say the first one is my favorite by far. Oh, um, interesting. I, 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 I again, I think they're all stellar. I think the second and third one lost a little bit of magic that the first one had. Really? Uh, which we'll get into uh, when we get into our spoiler territory. Uh, but Melissa, how, how, how was your rewatch of them? How was your first time viewing of the third one? I'd heard nothing but good things about these movies. And I, I, I thought about checking them out and it was the perfect movie to watch with dad 
dad who sure. loves just a straightforward action film. Dad who loves to show off that he knows like the names of motorcycles and and guns and and different types right. of knives. Oh, he would different with types timber. of cars. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that is precisely what my dad is doing. <laughs> and it's it's sort of fun to allow him to do that. Like, you know, you don't got a dad forever. You got to take these opportunities while you have them. Just listen to him tell you a bunch of technical stuff you don't need to know. <laughs> so I I it was a really fun watch in that context. And I started to take a, a personal liking to them, not just cool. a secondhand. My dad likes these liking yeah. to these movies. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess then if you are one of the people like me who had not seen them or have not, uh, I guess quick plot synopsis of mm. these movies here. Um, the first one starts out with, John Wick just kind of being a normal d- d- dude. He seems to be some kind of retired hitman assassin. Uh, and then he gets pulled back in when a they they rob his house. They destroy his they, they steal his car. They kill his d- 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 dog. Uh, his wife well, has you already gotta passed know. away. Yes. Yeah. He's been cancer. Yeah. Yeah. He's been absolutely decimated by the loss of his wife, who seemed like she was the center of his whole world that he left this life of crime behind at great risk to spend a quiet life with her. And she dies and she leaves him the dog. Like she just arranges for a dog on, on her deathbed. She's like, send my husband a dog. He's going to yeah. need something to focus his energy on. He needs something to care for. So when his car and his dog, the two things left in his life that he really can put care into and feel a sense of, of nurturing with, when those things are threatened, he goes right back to where he was. He's like back to yep. the hitman lifestyle. Back to the hitman lifestyle. And once word gets out that like, yeah, oh, you you robbed John Wick. Everyone is scared. Everyone is like, oh, yeah, shit. Fuck. Uh, well, son, it was good knowing you while you lasted. Uh, <laughs> good luck. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, everyone is scared and John Wick goes to get revenge. Of course, uh, once that happens, he's kind of back in it for good. He, he, he does not want to be, but uh, then has a, yet another reason to pull him back in uh, to keep going on. And that's how we have these movies till uh, he's eventually kind of fighting the organization he's a part of. Uh, yeah, and, uh, this this world of assassination that is in in the world of 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 John Wick here, which is an, an interesting thing. So, yeah, that's there's a the whole... overarching plot. You yeah. mention anything else? It does start out fairly simple. Like he in the first movie, he goes to like a secret hotel for assassins. You can tell there's some sort of organization to, to this underworld there's some sort of sense of rules here and that just grows and grows throughout the movies yep. uh, it's it becomes so mythology heavy but in a way that's really exciting that this yeah. movie chose to go this route and to make everything part of this larger story that you are getting piece by piece yep indeed indeed yeah i i had a blast with them uh, I I especially like that first one also because it's 
basically a tight 90 minutes. It's mm. like an hour and 40, I think. Uh, the second and third one are closer to that two hour m- mark there. But they're 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 all they all seem to just uh, do what they need to do. There's the setup that the setup of the like emotional start. Mm. And then that like it's not a training montage per se but it's the like slower calm before the storm he's setting yeah. up he's loading all of his guns and then the action starts uh mm. and that's kind of the formula for all of the movies uh and it's 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 neat it's fun to watch they're good films i recommend them uh but may not be a mom movie <laughs> exactly <laughs> good stuff good stuff uh well, I think that's kind of about it. I have to say, like, spoiler for free mm. for all the, the John Wick stuff. Do you have any last kind of thoughts before we do housekeeping here? No, let's go into housekeeping. Cool. We will take a quick break and we will be right back for some spoilers. So we will see you in just a sec. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them. So we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, Head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, Thank we you. love you a lot. We appreciate you. Um, cool things that we've been up to here at the whatnots. We just started 2023, so there's not much we've been <laughs> yeah. up to. Uh, last year, we had a blast, though. Go check out our seven-year mm. anniversary retrospective. Yeah, uh, That's out on all of our podcast feeds. It's up on our YouTube. It's uh, it's a long one, but we have a lot of fun. We do some trailer mm-hmm. reactions to Barbie and Oppenheimer. Uh, we talk about some of our favorite moments from the review show, from the captain's log. We give out awards. Ignacio jo- joins us. We didn't think Ignacio would be fun. here, but he was like, surprise, here I am. Yeah. Uh, so lots of cool, fun stuff. Uh, things to look forward to in this year. We never got around last year to our fantasy raft on the captain's log. Yeah. Uh, so we had said we're going to do two fantasy drafts this year. So get ready for two fantasy drafts on the captain's log. It's going to be great. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a lot of fun here. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of neat trailers to react to and all Mm -hmm. that good stuff. But last but not least, our Patreon-exclusive podcast for this month, we have not recorded it yet, but uh, we are watching the pilot of Bird Girl on HBO Max. It's an Adult Swim cartoon, the kind of continuation-slash-sequel 
of Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. So uh, mm-hmm. I thought that would be an, an interesting one to start the year off on. Uh, but we will be recording that soon. That will be up on Patreon on patreon.com slash the whatnots and available to our three dollar tier and above. So be on the lookout for all that good stuff. But that's it. That's housekeeping right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into spoilers. Damn, there we go. OK. Spoilers for John Wick. Melissa, where do you want to start? The dog dies. I think that's the biggest spoiler. Yeah, the dog dies. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah, I mean, man, that, so that like the one of the things that I think I really like about the first one, of course, besides seeing the dog die, you know, it's not really on screen, but it's close enough that it's 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 just like, oh, my heart. Yeah. But, like that, it. Like, I think the first one is the most emotional of the three. Like it has it. Like True. it. It sucks that the dog had to die, but you also have the like emotional scenes of him and his life of him like being there by her bedside, all that stuff, and that's his motivation. Yeah. which is they also kind of fridge the wife. So like we we don't know anything about her besides he loved her. And she died. That's kind of it. Um, mm. And and so she she is kind of a non character. So say what you will uh, about that. But it it like that's exactly what it's going for too. Just that 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 real quick gut punch. Just like oh mm. oh man, yeah. this guy's life is a wreck. He's miserable. Yeah. Like he ah oh, man he what what is he gonna do? And then he's like I'm gonna go kill everyone. Um, mm. you're just like right on let's do it <laughs> <laughs> right. he, he goes to kill everyone because action has been taken against him after yes. the loss of his it's not the loss of his wife that pushes him over the edge because that's uh, you know she, she died from disease it's not anything he can really fight against but uh, it's after he he's got the dog like the dog is delivered in a box on his doorstep and then he takes the dog out in his like fancy sports car. He spent all this time like uh, refurbishing. He he just runs into like the wrong guys. These like uh, it's like the son of like the the Russian mafia and a bunch of his goons who like see him yeah. at a gas station and they're like, "Oh, I like your car. How much for the car?" And he's like, "Car's not for sale." They're like, "Oh, pretty dog. Shame if something happened to it." And then they come to his house, they try and steal the car, and in all of that, they kill the dog. And then he's got something to focus. He's got an addition to all of his rage and his grief, but also now a focal point for it. He's got a specific thing he can go do, an action he can take, which is the sense of rightful vengeance against, you killed my dog. I'm going to destroy your world. Yeah, yeah. And the the one thing I I do like about all of that is what the dog represents. Right. Like Mm. it's not it's not just a dog, but like we said, it's a dog that his wife got. And in that dog, dog, John Wick has placed like his last hope of like, yeah, like just having a quiet, happy life. Mm. Um, And once that is taken away from him, I think there is a line in the like second or third movie about the dog of, of, of of something like that. of just like that was my last like little bit of hope here and that was taken away um so i i do like that because that gives some 
in in a roundabout way i feel like that is the characterization of the wife right it's through mm-hmm. the the dog like yeah because the dog is the last hope that is the small ounce of characterization from the wife like we we can kind of glean that she loved him she cared for him she's smart she she has yes. the foresight to be, be like hey when i die give him a puppy here's a note that i wrote that came with like she she's smart enough to like figure all that stuff out and knowing and like anticipating what he will be like and i think that's spectacular like that's awesome yeah yeah Um, i was watching one of the bonus features on the the third disc that talks about a lot of the dog fighting the the dogs like the attack dog work dog foo they called it that is in the third movie they also talk about like uh, John Wick's companion dog. He does eventually get a new dog. Uh, yeah. But they're talking yes. about working with the dogs and the importance that a dog has to this film series. Especially they noted that like that was a lot of what people took away from the first movie in popular culture. It's like John Wick, dog guy and assassin. But it's like the dog was <laughs> right up there at the forefront in people's minds when they thought of John Wick and they talk about his wife and her wisdom in in leaving him this dog like they they do even though you barely know the wife they do treat her with a a lot of dignity like she was a wise woman like we don't know anything about her but we still have nothing but respect for her and i don't i don't know if that is something that through flashbacks as we get deeper into this world and deeper into knowing john wick if we are going to fill out exactly who she was and and how they met and if she had to, to know yeah more about yeah her. yeah if she had any possible connection to, to to anything if there was anything that she left behind to also live a quiet life with him yes that said i hope she's not the like oh she was a secret agent for some other mm. thing and yeah. like her mission was to get him out of the game out of the way so that they could k- k- kill like i don't make her evil like mm. don't make her in yeah. opposition oh, yeah. I, I don't want that um mm. though i i do think something else about the wife that I, I i think is neat is that whenever whenever someone describes john wick they're always like mm. he is a man of focus and a man of commitment yes and like that was the thing that like scared them the most of, of like yeah. once he starts he will not stop um mm-hmm. and so for a woman to pull him away from that and get him to stop yes is a powerful thing right it's just like exactly okay she had some kind of sway in like some somehow he loved her so much that she could just be like let's just go to the beach and just hang out at the beach and not think about anything right um (laughs) when i was listening to the commentary when i rewatched the second movie it's the director and keanu reeves And Mm. at the beginning of that movie, there is a brief flashback to like him on the beach with his wife. And in the commentary track, when she appears, Keanu Reeves just says, wife. (laughs) (laughs) Wife. (laughs) So much much pathos in that one word. It's like nothing more needs to be said. Wife. (laughs) There you go. Well. Nothing more needs to be said about the wife, <laughs> indeed. Um, 
so I, I here's here's the thing that I want to talk about next. This is the thing that I mm. m- mentioned here about how I loved the first one. And I thought the second and third kind of lost a little bit of the mm. magic. I, I still fa- found them stellar. I, I loved all three of them. But there was just something special about that first one. Mm. And part of it is how emotional it is. Right. Part of it is to me also the choreography uh, of ah. the action and stuff. When we see John Wick immediately go back into his assassin mode, when they're like in his house, right? And uh, or it's because he gets beat up, they leave, but then there's more people that come shortly after that, right? I I forget (sighs) how, but when when you first see him like in Mm. John Wick assassin mode, it's typically one shot one kill like yeah maybe shoot someone in the leg to get them in a certain position mm. so he can kick kill someone yeah. else first and then we'll go back and shoot them once in the head every once in a while he double taps to like make sure that they're they're dead right but typically it was one shot one kill and that is fucking badass like that mm. is like Oh shit! I see why they were scared of of of, yeah. of him, and he's been retired for a while, and yeah. he can still do all of that. That's incredible. What was he like mm. when he was at the at the top of his gay 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 game, right? And then in the second and third m- movies, they get away from that. It is more him shooting five or six times to take down okay. one guy. Yeah, G- granted. By that third film, they do say like, oh, we have improved armor, right? And all of the stuff. Mm. So there there is some explanations. I do think the multiple shots makes it more realistic, right? Yeah. Um, But like that was I was was like, I know he can do better than this. Like, why is he missing? (laughs) Like what? Like he that, should, that he should be able to take this guy down in one hit. Why is it? Why was that three shots? But. That is an interesting point. Uh, I, but I, I can see why that was left after the first movie. One because these movies take place in a compressed time frame. All three of these yeah. movies, I think, take place in less than a month. He goes from one thing directly into the next thing. So you can imagine that as these movies go on, he is becoming more tired, more injured. He's, sure. He's yes. becoming more worn. Like his skills are getting so sharper. His, his injuries just, like, magically he, he, he heals I, from like scene to scene. I, I don't know. Right. Like he is given some very good like painkillers. You can imagine just like his physical body maybe doesn't have the stamina by movie sure. three that it had in movie one. And also like it, just in terms of as these movies gain more popularity, they gain budget. There's more they want to do. It it would get a bit boring if he's still like the guy who can take everybody out with one shot. Like they really want to give all their stunt performers their own time Something to shine to, and like to kind do, of yeah. holding their own against John Wick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that is a good point. Yeah, he is more of this force of nature, this <laughs> this unstoppable force in the first movie. And in the third movie, there are longer and and more fight scenes drawn where out. There, yeah. he is like a little bit more threatened by whoever it is he's fighting. Yeah, and that was the thing is like in those action scenes in the first one, 
I didn't look away because it was so much of that one shot, one kill, just like, holy mm. shit, how is he doing this? How did he know that the guy would be right there? How did he like, like the, the, the instincts on, on, yeah. on him, like I, I couldn't look away. I was just like, this is fascinating. But as these fight scenes in the second and third one got more drawn out, I was like, well, I know he's going to win. This is just taking longer. So I found myself like looking at Twitter and stuff like oh. that in the in the fights scenes, just looking up. Yeah, he still went in. OK. Oh, they stopped. All right. Cool. What's next? Right. Um, mm. And so. So, yeah, like I, I felt like they were a little more boilerplate in that regard. Oh, here's the third thing, though. This is the thing that really sealed the deal. There's something in, in the first Mayovi that I thought was brilliant uh-huh. and i didn't see anything like it in the second or third movies okay. it's it is a small detail but the fact that it's in there was like give who whoever put that in there give that guy a race he's um, incredible so uh when jo- john wick is in the club uh in the yeah. first movie you have that pounding club beat right that boom boom yeah. boom 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 and it's it's constant it's steady um and he you know he does his fight scene there is a scene however where he does get hit where john wick mm. gets shot and he gets knocked down and has to like roll over to hide behind a pillar when he gets shot the beat changes it's it's oh. still on beat but the beat changes to this like double tap on the judge on the judge Jerum. So it's like boom, 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 ah. which is a heartbeat. And he's sitting yeah. there like, holy shit, I got hit. That hurt. Right. And so you're, you're sitting there like, huh, he got hurt. Like, how bad is this? Is he like down for the count here? What's happening? Which is not. He rallies. He reloads his guns. He stands back up. When he stands back up, the beat goes back to this boom, 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 ah. boom. And I, I, I was like, that, that was awesome. Whoever put that in, in there, spectacular. Uh, I didn't pick up on that at all. That's really it, cool. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of uh, if you guys have seen uh, Satoshi Khan's Tokyo Godfathers. Mm. There's a scene where one of the characters, he's just this homeless guy, had just had this uh kind of vision of himself when he's older and dying and he's mm. about to 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 go off and do his next thing but as he's leaving there's these punk kids that come and beat him him up and the the scene is like these two guys fighting but the buildings behind them are office buildings and the there's a row of lights on whatever like top layer of mm. this building is and as each character gets hit one of the lights g- 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 goes out so it's oh. like a health it's it's a health oh. b- 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 bar uh so it, it reminded me like that it's just this like minor detail in the background maybe you won't catch it uh, but if you do, it was just like, man, that's so cool. That was awesome. Uh, and nice. they don't do like in, incorporating the the music mm. in that way was not something they did in the second and third one. And I was hoping for some kind of okay. detail like that or something similar. Um, 
maybe there is and i just didn't catch it but it i because i did not i was like there's almost a certain attention to detail in the first one that was not in the second two i i think there is an attention to detail maybe just on different things sure yes and i i agree with that a thousand percent still loved the second and third one yeah so it was just like but man there's just something about that first one (laughs) the the first one did really impress me and the cast it was able to assemble like i didn't i don't think i knew who was in the movie except for keanu reeves but as we're going through it you meet like such a murderous row of great character actors willem dafoe john leguizamo ian mcshane the review show alum lance reddick yeah (laughs) like they just keep wonder woman the failed pilot wonder woman i was so happy she got a chance to shine in that first movie (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um yeah yeah, that that is kind of one of the things that the john wicks harry's excels at is to get these really great actors to play these smaller parts or just interesting bit roles um, mm. And not, not bit as in c- comedic, but yeah, just, oh, another as- assassin, Adrian Palnicky, or however you say her name. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. To have Ian McShane, McShane be the head of the hotel. It's like, oh, I love when I see him in, in stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, had no idea that John Leguizamo was in the, in <gasps> this. Right. And uh, the, the kid that uh, steals his car, it's like, uh, he was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the oh. great joys, I think, right? He, like, all that. Like, See, I've, I've seen never seen. <laughs> I've never seen Game of Thrones. Well, I watched season one, I've and I seen, barely remember it, and I really amount, checked yeah. out. So I know that's, like, a major actor recognition database that i don't have access to it's it's the new it's the new like oh they were in the wire oh or they were in lost <laughs> right it's yeah. like oh they were in game of thrones now yeah so mm. but i i found that impressive and i liked the world building in the first movie and they do so much more with the world building in the second two movies that after having seen them, when I went back and watched the first one, it feels very small in comparison to them. And that might be a, a perk for some people that it is this very straightforward, direct mm-hmm. man on a vengeance mission story that just has th- this flair around it. But I, I think the world building is one of the greatest strengths of the series so far. And I love that it is getting built piece by piece. Very slowly. And there's no uh, audience point of view character. Like there is nobody who doesn't know yeah. how this world works and is having it explained to them for the first time. Like these movies like don't hold your hand with anything. Like they right, treat yeah. you with a lot of respect. Like you don't need us to explain everything. We're going to give you all the we're going to show you things and not explain them. We do explain things. It's going to be like one little detail at a time. You're going to catch up. You're going to be fine. Uh, And I like that it's something that it is building as it goes on. When you watch the first movie, there's not really like that many hints. It's not like you can tell like the movie new in movie one that it's going to build towards this confrontation with the high table. 
I wouldn't even know if right. they say the words high table in the first movie. I don't think they do. So I like that this movie... Like, I, I like that the movie didn't start maybe knowing everything it was going to do, that each successive movie is inventing so much new stuff that for the fun of it. There wasn't as much of a preset plan. It is building the plan as it goes. And I think that's a lot of fun to watch. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I like that it, there is fascinating lore in there, but it's also not the focus. Like they're, yeah. they're not because I, I am very much someone who loves that, like those smaller details of world mm. building and stuff. Like if you can make that world believable to me or or just yeah. simply fun to exist in, then I, I enjoy it. I like it a lot. And this is doing that. But at a pace that I'm just like, I want to know more. Tell me more. Yeah, like, what yeah. is happening here? I- like it, it's almost at a ridiculous level. Because, yeah, like they go to the Continental, the, the, that hotel, which I guess they're all called the c- 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 Continental. Yes. But that's yeah. the thing is you don't know that in the first movie that yeah, there's multiple exactly. c- Continentals. You don't know if this is a hotel that filled with all assassins or they have a special floor where they put the because like mm. they slide the coin cross like it's some like secret message to be like i'm an assassin give me the assassin suite right um <laughs> like that 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 but like later on you figure out that like oh everyone in that hotel is an assassin an assassin or works for them all that stuff but then it like it, like the next detail in the second movie is that yeah there is it's not just one hotel. There's a network all around the world. Then there's the, like this high table that is like in charge mm-hmm. of it. The board of directors. Right. And yeah. then in the third one, you find out, well, there's actually someone above them. Uh, yeah. Right. And it, like it's one guy. Uh, is he the one that started it all? Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Pro- probably not. I got the sense that that guy was like descended from whoever did right. yes. start yeah. this. Who knows how many centuries ago? But also, is is there a layer of mysticism to this? We, yeah. we don't know. Like, is there so, like that could be something we learn in the fourth? I don't want it to go in a like, and, and he's immortal, and he like all yeah. that. But like, yeah, w- would would there be like a, just a small detail in there that like maybe it's the same guy? We don't know. Like, no one really knows for sure. Uh, like so, something like that would be neat. But mm. I digress. Um, but also, like, just the fact that, like, by the second movie, you kind of find out that, like, everyone in the world is an assassin. Like, it's a ridiculous <laughs> right. level. It's like, there so- is not there is not an extra in this movie that is not an assassin. <laughs> there's it's not just that there's an assassin lurking everywhere. There's it's like many the assassins Facebook. lurking it's the new tw- everywhere. Twitter, right? They all right. log into their assassin <laughs> yeah. app and see what jobs are out there. <laughs> I think that's that's also exciting. The degree to how see how this secret underbelly is still a secret, but it's not that small of the population. It's a lot right. more of the population than you think it is, and the movie isn't really flashy about that like everything is just delivered to you so matter of factly 
and so naturally like oh yes of course yeah yeah he walks down the street and 20 different people look at their phones like that's john wick yeah. you know, he's yeah. excommunicado i can go after him for a bounty <laughs> i and hand in hand with this mythology of the organization and the rules and the high table and everything you get to see among all these assassins all of these administrative professionals that help the their world run the way it does mm-hmm. i love in the second movie when you get or when he goes to the um other continental i think i think maybe he's in rome and yeah. there's all these different people he goes to visit. Like he goes to visit somebody who's got all these historic maps of all these buildings so that he can find a secret way in. He goes to the tailors that make him a bulletproof suit. He goes to Peter Serafinowicz, who's called the sommelier, but all he has is guns and he's talking about weaponry like it's wine. Like, yeah, yeah. you're going to need a robust pairing for that. May I suggest this, sir? <laughs> and you've got those switchboard operator ladies who like yeah. have all of these on files pc the like old yes. gray thick like round yeah. screens yeah wild and then in in the third movie you've got the adjudicator like there's i love that this is a world full of like absolutely like hard action balls to the wall action but admits that there are people who still have the same level of like dignity and intimidation and badassery to them who never pick up a weapon or or you never see them use it. Like they, whatever their skill is that is not action based is given just as much weight to it. I really love that, that this is an action world (laughs) where anybody could see themselves. I look at those switchboard operator ladies and I see myself. I know where I would go. I, you know, I can't even climb up that many stairs without getting winded. I'm not an action hero, but I know where I would be in this world. I think anybody could like look at them, look at this world and find where they could fit in. And I I think that's wonderful that it's got a diversity, not just of like cultural backgrounds and, and skills and ages of people that he encounters, but like uh, whatever your ability is, whatever your personality is, whatever your just like everyday Joe skills are, there's somewhere in this world for you. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? these movies kind of remind have you ever seen one of those like speed painters that do some painting really really fast and then all of a sudden they flip it upside down you're like Mm. it was keanu reeves it was a portrait (laughs) of him oh my god i didn't see that right it it almost reminds me of that because some of this world building is just flat out ridiculous Mm. Like, mm. it is a caricature of all of this stuff. Like, they have a network, of, like this assassin organization that seems to be this global phenomenon that is just absolutely a bureaucracy. But they are mm. so, like, everyone, like you said, has their specific skill and is intimidating yeah. in that skill yes. that yes. they are, that everything just gets done. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, a bureaucracy that works? But it's for assassins. Huh. That's ridiculous. But right? Like mm. it's it's so dumb, but it like it, like you all like it's not the focus of the movie. Like it's not what you're meant to uh, like f- focus on and so it like you end up watching John Wick do all of these inc- incredible action sequences and stunts and get hit by cars 10 times mm. each movie and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And and then like once you kind of step back and you're just like 
they live in a really ridiculous world, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it just it's it's a caricature. <laughs> like that's what it, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I but it's fun. It's it is it is a lot of fun. You get really invested in it. Nothing makes you roll your eyes. Nothing is too ridiculous because everything is treated very naturalistically. Like, oh, of course, we've got this secret office of all of these women in these like mid-century secretary outfits covered in tattoos and piercings. Yep. They're like yep. the punkest looking ladies wearing like little pink blouses and pencil skirts pulling out like physical files like they're in an old library, putting rubber (laughs) stamps on manila folders. And when she stamps the form, that is delivered with the same punch as if it was a punch. Right, yeah, yeah. Shotgun blast. Bam! Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah. These these movies are a lot of fun. I want to talk about the elder, the guy who's uh, above the yeah. high table for a bit. I don't yeah. I don't remember that actor's name, but a, an actor who appeared in Lost. Um, <gasps> right. Uh, he He's the from Ajira flight. I, I forget what n- number it was. Oh. He was from one of the later seasons. Um, OK, he was the guy. Yeah, he, he, I haven't he gotten to that, that yet in him. my rewatch. Was this guy in Wonder Woman? He may have I might been. be thinking of somebody else. I don't know. I, I I've seen him in a few things. I he's one of my like favorite actors that yeah. is not like a, a huge big star. Um, that's out there. Yeah, I, I but I, I never remember his his name. But to see him, I was like, oh, it's this guy. I like him. He's cool. Um, these series are so good at pulling actors, whether they're they're very yeah. recognizable. Like you've got your Willem Dafoe in there. You've got mm-hmm. your smaller players like this guy or like a Peter Serafinowicz who are like you don't always remember their name or where you've seen them, but you know, you have seen them and you're like, this person is reliable. And then you've also got like, I don't think I've ever seen the adjudicator before, but she is so effective. She she is an absolute presence. Like, I think this movie really knows how to draw on the presence that people already have that like, Mm -hmm. you know, that person already has because you've seen them around and to give so much weight to even like newer or younger actors who who you've maybe yes. never seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what was neat to, to me is like, yeah, once uh, once they go out in and that's kind of where the plot is going that we know that John Wick wants to find the elder to beg for a second chance um, to because, you know, he broke the rules and killed someone on continental grounds and st- stuff like that, uh, which is why he got excommunicated. When 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 they went out there and they did all of that, they started to introduce this idea of like, so so where did the assassins start? How, like, how, how did this all get started? Right. Uh, and they go into the etymology of the, 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 the word. Yeah. Was it this idea of these p- people that smoked the hash, the hashish, or mm-hmm. was it this assassin, like the the, the this g- g- like man of faith that is so devoted mm-hmm. to to their beliefs? Um, and that stuff is neat. And then when you finally meet him, and John Wick chops off his middle finger or his his ring finger. Um, that of of course yeah. there is the significance of like he's sacrificing his l- l- life with his wife. He can no longer wear yes. his wedding ring again. I'm also a big video game player. There's a big uh-huh. uh, 
uh, franchise called Assassin's Creed. Ah, yeah. And they do all of this same stuff uh, where they get into like how this all started, blah, blah, blah. Um, That's one of the things that the assassins used to do in those early games Mm. is they would cut off their ring finger. Uh, and the reason in those games was because they had a device that they would attach to their arms that would stick out a blade. Oh, and, yeah. and so they cut their their ring finger off so it wouldn't like stab one of their fingers. And they just put the blade in that where that ah. finger would 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 go, 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 go. And so that was also kind of their like secret sign to one another that like, yes, I'm an assassin. Like if they are missing their mm. ring finger. Mm. So I saw that was just like, oh, I like where this is going. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. yeah, this is great. I love I, this. More I can't this. believe in, in the third movie in not just in the same movie, but I think in the span of time, maybe in like less than 48 hours for John Wick. He gets branded and he chops off a finger. Right. He gets hit by cars. He falls off the roof of a building. He gets shot a Mm -hmm. number of times. Right. And gets stabbed. Um, But 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 yeah, like that was in the Assassin's Creed video games. uh, There there is in like the first one, there is like a small reveal of like, oh, someone who works at this organization, they were like, it'll be all right. And they put their hand on you and their ring finger is Ah. missing. And, you know, it's like, ah, okay, they're on my 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 side. Good. (laughs) Neat. Um, So something like that in chapter four would be neat. Right. If that. Oh, yeah. If there's more people out there who have a like, hey, we are one of the like inner circle of yeah like the elders people right because he had a few other people like attending mm-hmm. to him they already had john mm-hmm. mc suit out in the middle of the desert how did they get that yeah. i don't know um i <laughs> i that is a good point in this third movie there's a lot of importance placed on like fealty like to all these people in the organization like you serve the high table they all say i have served i will be of service i pledge myself to the high table if you go against that, there is a physical punishment. Like we see Angelica Houston uh, as part of that, um, the, the, the Russian, the Belarusian, like uh, the inner circle. She like brands uh, over his like back tattoo to mm-hmm. say like, you have already like cashed in your ticket. I have already given you like the one service I owe you. You can't ask for anything ever again. So, and then, and then in exchange for doing that, because she did help John Wick when he was excommunicado, like uh, th- then she gets like she like she does the prayer hands. They stab a sword through her hands, and then like they give the seven cuts to Lawrence Fishburne. Like mm-hmm. we're seeing this this physical punishment or this physical mark of your past and your transgressions in this movie. But we haven't. I don't think we've met anybody yet who already has a scar. Like they've already been through that. We're just seeing all of it happen now. So yeah. that is something I would like to see in the fourth movie. Like to see somebody with a mysterious scar, and you're like. Did the high table do that? What did you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing is we 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 have this big network of assassins, but there's mm. I, I felt like there was also a reference to a second organization. Um, mm. There there was uh, I, I I think it was when John goes to see Lawrence Fishburne when he's like 
he's in he's on his throne underground yeah he, he was didn't dead yes right? in in that scene I, I think it's that scene i could be wrong here uh but it's one of these scenes where he's like i need help can you get me to this thing yeah someone makes a reference to uh like will you go in the dark they're in the dark too and yeah and like, i i took that as this kind of cryptic the the like so there's a dark side does does that imply that this organization is the light so, mm. the light like is this the are mm. these the good guys is there a bad organization that's out there and that yeah. they have spies in that organization that will help you or is this like it just you're going underground like the people who've been excommunicated kind of have like an underground railroad yeah. kind of thing here uh but just like I want to know more about that. If this organization is so large, like right now they seem to have a monopoly. Is there someone that is opposing them? Is there (laughs) like what's happening here? This is like in the Venture Brothers where they've got the Guild of Calamitous Intent that's like yeah. the <laughs> like villainy guild. But also there are minor other guilds you could join, like the Fraternity of Torment. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 I just am curious of how they will expand this world next. And I would like to see some kind of opposing organization uh, mm. And yeah, but like, oh, this guy, this guy sh- showed up again. He hasn't been here in 20 years. He's Ooh. like, ah, oh, secretly, I've been like r- in, in the shadows running my own organization. <laughs> and right. So, yeah, I don't know. As you watch these events play out in front of you, like I said earlier, there's no uh, audience point of view character. Nothing is explained. So you have no sense of precedent for anything. Like, everybody in this world already knows what excommunicado means. So they don't have to talk about the history of excommunicado. Who has been through this before? You know what the consequences are. It just happens. It just happens and you have to play catch up. Yeah. (laughs) It'd It'd be a terrible movie if John Wick is excommunicado. What's that? And they have to like right. Explain Nobody it, ever right? asks what's that, <laughs> and I I do think that is a strength of a move of the movie that you get to spend this time wondering about this stuff and imagining what else is out there. And the movie's like, uh, yeah, we'll tell you in time, and if we don't know yet, we're gonna figure it out, and then we'll tell you once we've got it figured right. out. Like we're right, both yeah. big MCU fans, and the MCU is this big grand master plan that you know is like timelines and spreadsheets and flow charts and check boxes like you're getting these little pieces one by one to build a bigger picture but they they've already got like the back of the puzzle box when they're putting the puzzle pieces together and with john wick i get the sense that it is like piece by piece we don't know what we're building yet because we're not done yet Uh, it's fun to see that it's fun to see all sorts of different ways to build a movie franchise to build an ongoing mythological narrative story like this yeah um yeah all of all of that stuff is neat did did it which of the three movies is your favorite i've i've said a bunch now that i really enjoyed that first one Mm. the most but what one spoke to you the most i it might be the third one i i think i enjoy all the globe trotting that's in it i enjoy getting even deeper 
into the mythology. I love all these side characters you run into. I love to see Jason Manzukis as the TikTok man. Yeah. <laughs> but I think my favorite sequence in any of these films, and all of them have got incredible production design. They pick really cool looking set pieces. Yes. And both in terms of like how he's fighting or what he's fighting with, but like where they are, all the physical locations, I you know the casts they assemble. Like I think these movies are really consistently strong in in that sense. But I think my favorite sequence is in the second movie, and it is when he goes to that other continental and he's preparing for this assassination job, and he goes to like the map guys and the suit guys and the sommelier. Like I just love to see the preparation. I love to see the errands involved in in, right. in assassinry. All these things you have to do. I love. I one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was Men in Black, and my mm-hmm. favorite scene there is just when Agent J is getting set up at the Men in Black. Like he goes through the the interview, like he does the test, he does the shooting range, and then he gets the fingerprints burned off his hands, and he puts on the suit. And this, like the second movie, reminded me of that. I love a movie cool. where a man puts on a suit, where he prepares, he prepares himself for the work that is to be done. Yeah, yeah, that's like because that is the the that is the that the, I was debating with myself if I liked that kind of setup and payoff, right? That mm. punchline and, and joke, not that this is a comedy or anything, but uh, just the idea. Yeah. The calm before the storm, seeing yeah. him load all the guns, pick the ones he wants, get the yes. new suit, like all that stuff. And uh, I, I was like, do I like that? I just kind of want to see him do an action scene. Like, I, I don't know. But then like, there is just something about that. Just seeing all the the planning and preparation that goes into that you you're just sitting there like oh it's coming it's coming here we go like yeah, it's about to go down um, yeah that i i i think is really nice it's a good cadence to the the, yeah. the, the helm um it's not just action from the get go here we go all action all the t- t- time nonstop mm-hmm. uh which can also be good in its mm-hmm. own right but it, there is just I like that it d- does take its time with that. Yeah. So mm. that was good. That was good. Um, yeah. I, so one of my favorite set pieces, mainly in the second movie, they kind of do something similar in the third. But in mm. the second movie, there's a scene. And I forget where they are, but they're in a room that basically every surface is reflective yeah right and they still have like some like multicolored lights and all of that stuff uh but they're like walking down these stairs and in this room where everything is a mirror and it's not like like the wall is one big giant mirror it's more like real smaller ones they almost have that like fun house look where they're like bent and warped and all that stuff and it makes for an incredible set piece, very interesting lighting. That was, the, I think, the thing from the second movie that blew me away the most. Just that scene. All of yes. the digital processing to get oh. the cameras out of all of those mirrors and yes. reflective. Sur- what the hell? Like Big claps. I was like, that would have been a nightmare. Like, <laughs> like how do they do that? Good mm-hmm. God. Like, or or 
was it all green screen? I don't know. Like I, the, I, I, I think I, a lot I don't of this think movie, so, but these, a lot of these are done practically. Like this is yeah. one of my. This is one of my favorite things about watching movies with my dad is that frequently he will just buy something. If he's got even minor interest in it, if he's like out at a Best Buy, he'll just buy it. And sure, so yeah. we've got these special features we can watch. And my dad, you know, the, the the details nerd, as I mentioned earlier, will watch these special features together and you learn like how intense everybody's training was, how much mm-hmm. time was put into the pre-production of these movies. Like in the third one, um, we we meet Halle Berry and she's got these attack dogs with her and she spent like 12 hours a week for like months training with these dogs like they adopted these puppies and trained them to, to raise them and trained them for that scene specifically like really lovingly like they were always playing with them but the play is they structured the play in a way that would lend itself to these action stunt set pieces yeah. And, uh, you know, they're really like we we have to train these dogs as well as we can and train the cast and crew to work with the dogs, to cooperate with them, to kind of respond to what they're doing. And uh, just the amount of care that went into that. And the action set piece at the end of the third movie is this glass house, yep. which they, they custom built. Of course, you don't find anything like that out there in the wild. And Side they... note on on that: Eat your heart <laughs> out, Indiana Jones. There were crystal skulls galore and all of that. Right? <laughs> yeah, this had them too. Yeah. <laughs> but they had this huge warehouse where they had like the floor plan of what would be the glass building, like mapped out on the floor, so that they could choreograph all of the stunts. And then make sure that when they built that house, it was going to cooperate with what they wanted the choreography to be. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this glass house where you have to be really careful to make sure like you're not running into a wall. I can't imagine just like how careful you have to be with like not leaving fingerprints or something. Right. And they they were breaking like real glass, like not always like Hollywood sugar glass, like glass. And they're like, we can only do the stunt once. I, because then we would have to sweep up every little speck of the broken glass and like reset the thing and do it again. So like we have to really nail this on the first time. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that like that is the thing. D- d- despite me not being like, oh, it's one shot, one kill. Like it takes six shots to get someone down. Mm-hmm. Like just stunts are still incredible. The fights are are. Yes gorgeous uh, like it's it, it it is the kind of a- action that i would expect from this type of movie or mission impossible or even just mm. some like kung fu action film right like mm-hmm. man like i i yeah it just it, it there's such a spectacle to watch yeah. it's f- fun but they still like also, despite us being like the world is growing and expanding uh-huh. and is this global network of assassins and all that stuff, they all still feel really small. Yeah. Like, I, like, like I felt every- when we watched uh, Mission Impossible, like all of those yeah. f- films, those feel big in a certain yes. way. Like there are no stunts that is like jumping off an airplane onto a ski boat yeah. while backflipping over a whale and doing this, that right. Like there's nothing like that. It's all just this, like you shoot here, you kick that guy, you get hit by this thing, you break yeah. that thing, you shoot that guy. Right. And it like, because 
they kind of narrow down the scope of like what their stunts are. Yeah, they, they just they go so hard on like all of that stuff. It's like, OK, this is going to be a long sequence of all yeah. of this stuff. And it's just it's 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 neat. Yeah. Yeah, it is a different type of stunt work. It's not like the big set pieces of Mission Impossible where he's like, I'm climbing up the Burj Dubai. I am jumping out of a helicopter or like that one motorcycle jump in in no time to die. It's all a lot of it is hand to hand combat and it feels smaller in scale and smaller in stakes like uh, in a Mission Impossible or a James Bond or something, often the world is at stake. You're trying to stop this incredible deadly weapon that's going to like infect or harm or kill like who knows how many people. But here in John Wick, even if it seems like assassins are everywhere and the whole world is assassins, the stakes are never more than like the immediate handful of people. Right, yeah. Which is... Not that one's better or worse, but just like in a in an era of these very large scale world saving action movies, it is just a nice change of pace to have one that's just like, I need to survive. I need to live. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about John Wick falling off of the top of the building and surviving? (laughs) We don't know. I saw that. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I, no real life human would ever survive that. <laughs> it it kind of reminds me of the Reichenbach fall from Sherlock in like all sure, of those. Yeah. How we, we're not exactly sure how he pulled it off, but we saw like everybody's different theories about how he survived that fall and faked his death. <laughs> and yeah. the use of um all of the... The, the, the unhoused individuals of New York City being this like secret underground information network is a lot like Sherlock, even back in sure. the Arthur, he, uh, he Sir Arthur yeah. Conan Doyle novels. Yeah, he's got this like network. This homeless network. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I, I, I kind of imagine that something like that happened here. Like Jason Manzukis like, was there to catch him. I don't know. Lawrence Fishburne and all of his homeless mm. p- p- pigeons. People, right? Pigeons yeah. saved him. <laughs> he fell on pigeons and they lifted him <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> right, it's just like the pigeon man from Hey Arnold. That's how he did it. <laughs> oh God. Um, or, or from Home Alone. <laughs> right? It's the pigeon lady. Um, mm-hmm. God, yeah. Uh, no, I yeah, I, I saw that. And that was the one stunt that I was like, OK, it's obviously CGI. They mm. like that's not a stunt you can do in real life. Right. But yeah. there's that he hit everything on his way down. Just pinballed there's, down there. Yeah. There is no way, especially after getting stabbed that many times, shot that many times, hit by cars that many times. Mm. There's there's no way. And yet we're getting a fourth movie. He survived. He's he he was. They they looked around the corner to be like, he's still there. <laughs> no. OK, weird. Huh. huh. And yeah, they they just kind of left it at. Huh. That's weird. <laughs> and then that was it. That was it. <laughs> so, I mean, I, but that's the thing. They are on top of the Continental. Was it someone from the Continental? Was it Lance yeah. Reddick's character who helped them out what like because it it seems like ian mcshane's character is Mm. kind of going for this power play 
Like he yeah. he's he's conniving. He's scheming. I I don't know if he wants a seat on the board or the high table, whatever it is. Or, yeah, if he is caught like a spy for some other network that's out there and he's at, I don't know. But but I, it could be kind of anything. Right. I don't really, really remember what that like if there was a like this is who saved him. uh thing at the end yeah, maybe there, but maybe he's so resilient he just picked himself up dusted himself off and hobbled away right <laughs> i i do like the compressed time frame of these movies and that maybe <laughs> in the fourth one we're gonna see him where he's like i literally just can't get up anymore <laughs> <laughs> like hand me a gun i'll shoot them from the floor where i lie yeah who knows who knows who knows uh any kind of final thoughts on john wick that you want to add i i'll say i'm not typically into unhyphenated action movies like i love a superhero action movie a sci-fi action movie a spy action movie i don't as often go for just action movies but i think these are maybe the top of the form like there's so much skill and craftsmanship in here and care and I, I do love the the intricate but like very well paced world building. Even mm-hmm. if you aren't an action person, you can still find a lot of interest in that. And I was thinking, what would be the hyphenate after this movie? And I think about John Wick as like they call him the Baba Yaga, <laughs> and there's right. so much lore in this in this world. Like you said, not exactly mysticism. But everything is given this like almost mythological significance. Like if I was to call this, if I was to genreify this, I'd say this is action hyphen folklore. I think that's what it is. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Action thriller, action folklore, action myth, right? <laughs> action myth. Action legend. It's like this and the North Man. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah I, I i had a blast with these i am now looking forward to john mcfour i can go see that yeah. in theaters and be fine and it's, be like hey i caught up guys i'm here yeah <laughs> i think right now that is sitting at march 24th cool good stuff good stuff Not i long. i ex- expect we will we'll do some kind of like spoiler cast thing mm-hmm. on one of our other podcasts the reactor core for john wick four so be on the lookout for that down the road yeah um all of that good stuff uh so bingo we we had we we made our bingo cards uh before this we like to do uh review show bingo every year here on the podcast we have a bunch of different movie and comic book and entertainment tropes Mm -hmm. uh, that we have filled out some bingo cards with i don't have it ready to like pull up on screen and do all of that Mm -hmm. stuff uh, it will be ready for uh, this next week here. Um, but most I know you had at least one in there. Yeah, um, we've got fight in the rain and we also have an actor from Lost. Yes. Um, of course, my card is different. So I yeah. am trying to see. Did we have a power outage in this? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Um, oh yes, they do cut the power to uh the continental after it's been oh, deconsecrated right. and they can conduct business there. 
Okay. Okay. So let's see. Uh, how do I let's do fill color? Oh, I think put that one. There we go. I think okay. I would also get car as weapon. Yeah, they run people over. I I would. Yeah. And like purposely. Yeah. Oh. Too. Yeah. I would. We'd also expand it to motor vehicle as weapon because there's also plenty of motorcycle action in these. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. No poison. I hope we get to poison in the fourth right. movie. Death by electrocution? Did we have that? I, I can't wait to see the more so. diverse types of assassins who aren't like uh, gun and knife Ooh. assassins. Like I want to see the wildest ways that, that people get the assassination jobs done in the John Wick if, universe. If I, yeah, yeah, if I have to say one final thing on John mm. Wick, it's that when we hear other people descri- describe him, it's always that story, right? Of like, uh, he killed three men with a pencil. In oh, the right. Yes, show that, us right? that. I, I want more creative kills like yes. that where all he has is a pencil. Like, I, I don't want full on Jackie Chan, right? Where he's just mm, using right. whatever the, there is. But like, give him something else than a gun and a knife or a sword, right? yeah and i like that you like you meet these you meet these specialists along the way like there's doc like there is an assassin doctor like there's a doctor who serves the assassin community at the new york continental and i'd love to learn if like he was once a poison-based assassin or like he knew how to medically kill somebody and now he's like i've retired i only use my skills to heal I, i only serve medicine now um, so I put down vehicle in peril. Um, oh, there, there is the ooh. one scene where the ca- ca- car is yeah. on the edge and he's about to get hit. Right. That's what um, we mean. That's vehicle in peril. Yep. I do have that one. Um, let's see here. No cows in this movie. I did put <laughs> cow on my, my bingo. Card. I also have cow. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, I got another one. I didn't even think about this. Ah. So we're not so different, you and I, in, yes, in John Wick that, 3. That's he's a like, good we're, scene. we're the same. We're the same. Yeah. And he's like, no, we're not. <laughs> Sits right next to him on the couch. <laughs> the guy's great. Uh, let's see. Take fast food. Nope. Crashing a fancy party. Not really. No magic books. Not yet. None of that stuff. Uh, okay, I, I, I think that's that's it. So I, I have, yeah, we're not so different, you and I. Vehicle in peril and power outage. Those are I have I got uh, this. an actor from Lost, fight in the rain, and car as weapon. Cool. And of course, we both got our free space mm-hmm. uh, on that, too. So there you go. That's our bingo update. Like I said, I will have this ready to go to be able to pull up on screen so you guys can see it all um, next week when we continue. Continue, continue. Um, okay, cool. I can put that down right now. I need so Melissa, uh, recommendations yes. is next. While you yes. are starting that, I'm gonna pull up the things that I'm going to be pitching. Uh, yes. For next week so take uh, it away I melissa we've already mentioned a lot of great recommendations first off i would recommend if you're watching john wick seek out the physical releases so you can watch all these great bonus features there's a lot 
to learn about what went into the making of this movie that I found very enriching. Uh, We've mentioned other action movie franchises. We love a Mission Impossible around here. We love a James Bond. Um, I've only seen the first Kingsman movie, and when I watched it, it was like on a streaming service that had commercials, and if I paused it for too long, it would like jump back to the beginning of the movie, and I'd have Uh, to fast forward to where I was, and I was really distracted. So I don't think I got a lot out of Kingsman, but I remember like some cool action scenes and more suits. If that's what if you're like me and that's what you like about action movies is that a guy wears a very nice suit that Kingsman is a good suit movie. There you go. Last year, when Kyle and I uh, finally met up in person, went out to see you in Oklahoma City, we went mm-hmm. to the movies and we saw Bullet Train, which is also a assassination based action film. Yeah. It also has like a, a big multicultural cast, you know, people with different skill sets, different specialties all converging on the set piece of a a, a Japanese bullet train. So I think that was fun. Uh, And I also mentioned the Venture Brothers, which is an Adult Swim animated show that is about a, it's sort of a takeoff on Johnny Quest. It's in this world of super science and super villains and heroes and everything like that. But it is all bureaucratized. Like, if you're a supervillain, you have to join the, uh, the the Guild of Calamitous Intent, which is ruled over by a council of 13 who serve a sovereign. <laughs> yeah. And you get, like, a, a level based on, like, all of your resources. Like, okay, how many henchmen do you have? Well, since a bunch of your henchmen died, you're knocked down. You're no longer an eight. You're more of, like, a six. And that hero you were fighting, oh, like, his super scientist brother just died and left him all this money. So now that he has all this money and he can have all this extra tech, he's actually gone up several levels. He's a level 12. You're not at a high enough level to where you can arch him anymore. <laughs> so if you yeah, want, like, stuff. organizational nonsense like that put into your, like, action storyline, uh, Adventure Brothers might work for you. Great show. Great show. Uh, mm. I would also like to recommend the movie The Old Guard, uh, which is on mm. Netflix. It is a live yeah. action adaption of a comic book uh, by Greg Rucka. And uh, that is a great action film. Yeah. Uh, great comic, too. I like it a lot. But it is about this team of, um, I guess you could say, like, for like mercenaries. Uh, but they are mm. immortal. They are these immortal. Yeah. Well, they say they're immortal. They're not really. It's just like certain warriors throughout time have stopped dying. Right. And they just yeah. don't know if there is an expiration <laughs> date. So they're just like, essentially, we, we we're just kind of immortal until we learn otherwise. Um, That's and cool. uh, yeah, there's some great action in that i like that movie a lot comic is really really good too yes i want to mention that is from director gina prince bythewood who directed the Mm -hmm. woman king which is a very different sort of action movie it is this african historical epic but that's also got outstanding action and a really nice look at this sort of uh the lives of these people who devote themselves to this to this way of 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 serving their community by being warriors and yeah. all of the sort of uh traditions and rules and restrictions that they have to live under sure sure um let's see what else can i recommend i mentioned a couple of video games the assassin's creed stuff 
uh, Hitman. Yeah. If you if you yeah. look at the Hitman video games, the recent ones are fantastic. They are great. Uh, lots of this where you have to go assassinate someone in the middle of a club thing. But um, you, you can go in guns blazing if you want. You can be sneaky and stealthy. You can do ridiculous stuff where you like knock out the guy who was wearing a flamingo costume next door and you take that in here and over there. There's all sorts of ridiculous stuff you can do in that. That's a lot of fun. There are some Hitman movies. I don't remember them being very good. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know if I can really recommend those, but uh, I guess would be along the same kind of thing, right? Organization of assassins. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. So there you go. I think that's some good recommendations. If you like John Wick, mm-hmm. what else you might want to go check out? Cool. Melissa, that's my turn to do some pitches. I have the first official pitch Yay! of 2023. Um, so you blew my mind at the end of last year when you said we hadn't done any anime. Yeah, we hadn't gotten year. to it last year. We well, so, we we'd read we'd read some manga. We'd watched yep. some live action uh, Japanese movies because you had a kaiju focus last year. Uh, but yes. we did not get to Japanese animation. So I was I I said, you know what, let's just start the let's at least get one in there on the books to say that we did stuff. I'm sure we'll do some more down the Mm. road, but it just it was so straight. It was like we didn't do any that that can't be right. That's that's not right. Uh, But let's start out with this. Mm. So I got three animes for you. Uh, This first one. Uh, is one that I have never heard of before. It was just like, hey, this is new. Let's see what it is. Uh, this is c- 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 called Infinite Dendrogram. Uh, oh, it says no. the year. <laughs> what? The year is 2043. The virtual reality MMORPG Infinite Dendrogram is released, featuring the ability to perfectly simulate players' five senses. Nearly two years later, uh, Reiji Mukudori enters the world of Infinite Dendrogram and assumes the name Ray Starling. And upon his arrival, uh, he is joined by his more experienced brother Shu uh, and his embryo companion Nemesis. What? I don't know what that means. I have no, no idea. Uh, as Ray explores the world of Infinite Dendrogram, he learns to make a life for himself there and meets different kinds of friends and foes. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought I would put this one in there, especially since we did uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Also, yeah. just another one of these, like, I, I got sucked into a video game thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Who knows? That's pitch number one. Infinite Dendrogram. Um, oh, and uh, let's see the the anime that's 13 episodes. Um, I, I believe you can watch it on Crunchyroll. I think I found it on Hulu is also. Oh, OK. Is. Um, if not, if it's not on Hulu, then it would be on Amazon because those were the two places that I looked okay. for stuff. So uh, but I think that one is on Hulu. Pitch number two, also one that I had never heard of, but I thought it was an interesting premise. This one is uh-huh. called Vatican Miracle Examiner. Uh, <laughs> the, pl- <laughs> the plot follows two, t- t- two men who work for the mysterious organization, the Seat of the Saints. 
uh, an element of the Vatican dedicated to investigating alleged miracles during their work. They usually find themselves involved in mysterious murder cases, uh, which they often end up investigating. Eventually, they cross paths uh, with an ancient organization uh, that secretly aims to control the Vatican since the Middle Ages and is involved in obscure alchemic and scientific experiments in search of a way to reach immortality. I, I was just like, that's... I. I have to put that one on the list because it's so strange. <laughs> yeah. Vatican Miracle Examiner. That's pitch number two. How, how much is that? Uh, that one is also 12 episodes. Okay. Um, and that one is on Amazon. I do remember that. There you go. Uh, Wikipedia also says there's an original video animation. So there might be like a foot like a finale movie. Ah. on that um i don't know if that was on amazon or not this is the first i'm seeing of that but yeah 12 episodes we'll stick with that at least pitch number three our third and final pitch this is one that i am familiar with uh i i, I watched it a long time ago closer to when it came out i don't remember anything about this <laughs> um but i i remember when it came out, people were talking about it so much that it is kind of a game changer for this genre. Um, oh. This is uh, Poella Magi Modica Magica. People usually just call it Modica Magica. Okay. Um, this is on Hulu. This is a magical girl anime. Um, yeah. And what, what's interesting to, to me about this one is what I was mentioning that people were talking about this basically be being like this is the, the same what what like neon genesis evangelion yes. did for mecca and what uh revolutionary girl utena did did originally for, for like the the magical girl stuff this is a more modern t take on this like deconstruction of the magical girl genre and we haven't done any kind of magical girl anime That's on the show, true. period. Um, so I wanted to toss this one on there. It's on Hulu. Uh, the original show is 12 episodes long. Okay. So there you go. Pitch number one, Infinite Dendrogram. Pitch number two, Vatican Miracle Examiner. And pitch number three, Modica Magica. I interesting assortment good variety of genres we got here i think i am gonna go with modica magica because i've heard of this when i google okay. it i like i look at the little creature and it's like i've seen that before so yeah. i i would like to contextualize uh what this is yes <laughs> i i would like i would like to fill i i'm less into anime than you are and i would like to take the opportunities to fill out to like watch the things I know somebody might ask me about. You sure, know? sure. Yeah. Like I, I, I want to play the hits here. <laughs> um, yeah, like this. I, I, I know you're not a, as much of a fan of a anime, especially if it's like set in a high school or this <laughs> one is I have, technically yeah. set in the middle school, but it's not like it's not focusing on the like everyday school life. Oh, does he love me? Does he not like? 
It's not mm. that slice of life stuff that I think throws you off uh, most I, of the time. I just get burnt. I, I thank you for putting in Vatican Miracle Examiner, which is about adult men who have careers. I, 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 <laughs> I, I genuinely thought that was an interesting. One. I was like, I've never seen an anime about the Vatican. This is weird. Yeah, that is like why that, not? That is, <laughs> I, I am interested in whatever that story's approach is. That does sound yeah. interesting. I <laughs> You're right that we haven't talked about anything magical girl before, even though like that is something that's been on our, our trope bingo. I put yeah. down magical transformation sequence on my trope bingo, knowing like we're eventually going to hit this. And it's and not I necessarily think... for anime either. If we w- went back and watched that old uh, Wonder Woman show, she has her like sure, spinning yeah, yeah. Trans- it, it does thing. exist. That's yeah, a magical girl thing. Yeah, do, 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 do American Werewolf in London. There's lots of things we could put under magical transformation <laughs> sequence. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and I. But I think even though we've never talked about it, it's still recognizable enough. Like I grew up watching. Uh, card captors in in yeah, sailor yes. moon like yeah. i know what this is yeah. we both know what it is i think this is well recognized enough as uh as a pop culture genre that we can start with a deconstruction of it i feel like the baseline has been laid in our own individual lives even if we haven't talked about the genre in show before yeah wikipedia does describe this as a dark thriller so <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> there we go that is what we will do for this next week modica magica or madoka magica i think I i've heard madoka i've i've heard both ways but it's also been like a decade since i watched this so yeah <laughs> um who knows we, we shall see we shall learn uh and we will talk about it next week that is what we will be doing uh i think that's it i think that is pretty much all for this podcast so melissa where can the people find you on the internet oh do we want to talk about our, our monthly ongoing series oh yes thank you we for did the te- reminder. we did tease this at the beginning um at the end of every month we follow one thing all the way through to its conclusion uh so like we will watch one season of a tv show every month until we finish that tv show We'll read several volumes of a comic every month until we finish the whole thing. And we had originally picked the TV show The Good Place to be our first ongoing monthly series of this year. We're going to postpone that because, as we mentioned earlier, we've been wanting to find a way to approach the vast Fast and Furious franchise, which I've never seen any of. And you've seen like the first two or three. First three. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's, it's time we catch up. It's time we get on board. It's time we join the family. Uh, But we didn't want to compress all of that into one episode. So we're actually going to make that our first ongoing monthly series of this year. Uh, At the end of January, we're going to be talking about the first three movies. Uh, And then for the next two months, we're going to cover it three movies at a time until we've watched all nine Fast and Furious movies. Uh, (laughs) Hobbs and Shaw optional. We may watch Hobbs and Shaw in our own time and talk about it in that third episode. Uh, We're going to wait and see. (laughs) There you go. I'll I'll probably watch it, but that Me we're too. not going to be like discussing it. We might reference it here and there, right. but it's not going to be like you need to watch this to understand what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, three movies each for the next three months, uh, and yeah. then si- similar to how I mentioned, John Wick Four, we'll probably do a spoiler ca- cast of on the reactor core. We'll probably do the same thing for uh, Fast Ten. Yeah, when that c- yeah, comes out too. So. That's 
That's why we put this at the beginning of the year so that we could be all caught up by the time that movie comes out in like April or May. Yeah. Yeah. So we're like, we can't wait. We have to do this before that series uh, uh, continues. I'm excited. I'm I'm so stoked. Um, This is going to be good. But yeah, next week, Modica Magica. End of the month, the first three Fast and the Furious. (laughs) So be on the lookout for all of that stuff. Now, Melissa. Where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. This is a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Uh, we, we took a bit of a hiatus at the end of the year. I think we've got like maybe one episode recorded that Jams still has to edit and release. But we're going to be uh, releasing another new episode soon. I think we, we've done cool. bi-monthly, and now we're going to switch to once a month. So we're doing fewer episodes, but we're going to be able to release them more consistently. Uh, we won't need to take, like, an extended winter break at any time. So uh, we got an episode uh, from the back catalog we're going to release soon, and then a new episode will be out in February. Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, if you guys want to follow me, I am at Yo Kyle Springer. Uh, if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots. Uh, so yeah, go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. So that would help us out a ton. If you're watching this on YouTube, go check out one of our other videos over there on that side. Hit one of those buttons. Um, yeah, this has been number 236 of The Whatnots Review mm. Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.